Welcome, travelers, to another episode of Hitchhiker's Guide to ENM. I am your host, Ike. Some people know me as Hito, and I want to go ahead and thank you for joining me on episode 15 of this journey titled Grand Re 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 Reopening. Shout out to Bob's Burgers. Now, I wanted to go ahead and touch base on this topic again because this was actually what I discussed in the very first episode when I was green behind the ears. Now, I'm just only a little less green, but I still feel like it's something to be discussed because a lot more people are looking at this as an option in regards to their current relationships, be it being single and going the route of non-monogamous or being in a relationship, be it for a long time, and seeking alternative ways to kind of liven up the relationship a bit or maybe even try to explore outside the relationship, especially those who are like high school or college sweethearts that are 10 plus years down the line. And now they're trying to figure out like, is there something more that can be done to life versus what's going on? So I did want to at least talk about opening relationships one more time for this episode. But before we begin, let me go ahead and do my recommendation, which is for this road trip, the book I recommend is Bad Sex, Truth, Pleasure, and an Unfinished Revolution. This was written by Nona Will is it Nona Willis Aronowitz. I only know the wits part because of Dirk. And um uh, Aronowitz and so this book itself, it is kind of a mix of a uh, like her memoir with social history and cultural criticism, pretty much exploring that kind of problem that is still going on with female desire while kind of like trying to look for answers as to why that is kind of the whole debate of like there's like women are supposed to be sexual liberated but then if you have a woman that isn't really all into like sex like that a quote-unquote prude then hey she's on a revolution back and so far i've only got into like the first section very interesting read so i would recommend it because i always i'm a fan of expanding my mind especially on certain things that i personally won't understand I have a penis, I identify as a man, so struggles that women have don't come to me naturally, and reading these kind of books actually help kind of cultivate the mind to see the world more rounded than the little window that I peek through, which is just me being me. And as far as what's been going on in my life, I have been busy as hell, because I've been doing this coding boot camp like the last, we're on week six now, I got six weeks to go after this, and it has been hectic. It's kind of the reason why I haven't been able to record as regularly as I like, especially now that I started a new podcast, Big Letter, Little Letter Podcast, with my host, Jam. That one has been, um, I've been working to get that one off the ground. We're already three episodes in. No, we're four episodes in. So I've been trying to get that off the ground. Finally made time to go ahead and record episode 15 here did light traveling and by light traveling i mean a three-hour drive to houston for certain events been out there for spank fest gonna go out there again for spank fest in november i was there um last week because i do some dom stuff and i was requested to go perform a scene at an event did i get paid no but this is like good exposure because no one really knows me and the best way to kind of you know be known as build a reputation amongst the kink community, especially because the black kink community is small. So it's a lot easier for me to get some kind of renown. I just got to make sure I stay on my P's and Q's and show that I know what I'm doing. I'm good at what I do. 
Um, but that's pretty much been my life. Coding boot camp, light travel because coding boot camp takes all my time. Um, me and my partner were doing well. She's got a new job elsewhere. Not gonna say so people don't be like, "Hey, do you go with that guy that be talking on the radio?" <laughs> yes, I call this a radio. That's all we're doing when we make podcasts. But yeah, she got a new job. She's getting adjusted to that, and not only to the job itself, but kind of like the changes, because since this job requires her to work overnight, then that means kind of leads to a drastic schedule change from what we used to have, where we would have X amount of time together, but now it's me being up for this coding bootcamp in the morning, and um, her being up like the small window in the afternoon, but sometimes I gotta go make some deliveries, because coding bootcamp is not paying the bills, so I have to go like, do some work, and then she'll go off to work. So it's kind of a balancing act. Um, thankfully, this will be more temporary. Again, six more weeks of the camp. Then I can go try to find a programming job. Um, but it still is a bit of a struggle because any kind of drastic change, especially to routine, can be a bit detrimental, be it in communication, intimacy, sex. But it's one of those things where you got to make it work and understand the why things are occurring. It'll be one thing if it was an emotional disconnect as to why certain things are lacking. But because things can be explained, it's easier to just revel in that knowledge and hold on until you can get past you know, the current rocky waves that are going on. But yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on in my life since I last recorded. And I want to go ahead and get into this episode because a brother got things to do in literally 30 minutes. So I'll try not to take most of your time. So, again, we're going to go ahead and talk about opening a relationship. Now, the whole concept of open is honestly open. (laughs) Like, it's a very vague way of describing what your relationship is. For some people, they use the term open, meaning I am allowed to go have sex with whoever I want. Other people, when they say open, I am allowed to date whoever I want. There's just a big chasm. It's just like saying you're non-monogamous without giving no direct explanation as to what that means. Now, some people use that vagueness for their own purposes, be it nefarious or otherwise, where they come back to the partner and it's like, oh, I thought you said we were open. Or they just kind of use that to sleep with someone else and say, oh, we're open, meaning, you know, they're not really open. And it's very volatile. The kind of, That term is very volatile for that purpose. So, open in a general sense means that there's going to be some extramarital situations going on in your dynamic. That's the bare bones definition. If you want to like go deeper into it you can but let's just keep it as open means other people are involved within your relationship now with the other people being involved there is a level of discussion and negotiation that has to occur between those two that are looking to open that relationship i brought that up before on episode one be sure to give that a listen if you haven't already But yeah, there has to be a level of discussion so that way things can actually be clear from the jump. But I think I kind of missed a few things when I was talking about opening up a relationship and what that can look like. So 
I'm gonna go ahead this time I wrote some things down so that way it doesn't leave my mind so don't mind me if I go to my um, reader voice but yeah so if you are a per if you are the person asking to open the relationship make sure you have your why why do you want to open up your relationship do you need more affection are you interested in more sex or sex with different people are there things you want to try that your partner has no interest in like bdsm or chill even going camping like the why is important because if you go up to someone i want this thing and they come back with why and you don't know why it kind of defeats the purpose it's almost as if you're trying to just do a thing just to do it and that normally is not enough for your partner to accept because there's no way to discuss like for instance if your why is oh you need more affection oh i could provide that i have been lacking there could be a discussion there because maybe you don't want to open the relationship maybe you're just seeking something and you're using this as an answer to get it as opposed to discussing with your partner so you make sure you have your why even before you approach the topic and if it is about sex, make sure you say it's about sex. Do not feel shameful because you want more sex or sex with different people. If you come in with that shame and that's your true goal, then you're honestly going to hurt that person when they realize, oh, you just want to do this to get more pussy or you just want to do this to get more dick. You got to make sure that you are forthright with your reasoning and don't try to be deceitful. Because if you're trying to be deceitful, then you are kind of subverting their consent and not giving them the, all the information so they can make an informed decision. Now, when brought up to your partner, give them an opportunity to discover their why or why not. This is a big change and they are entitled some time to think things through themselves. Do, don't want to rush into anything. And that's because once you present it to them, they either, if they are aware of it coming, cool. If anything, I would just say go ahead and like leak it in where it's like, hey, I'm thinking about this thing. I don't have my full information yet, but I'll come back to it. So that way they can build up their reasons why or why not in terms of opening the relationship. You don't want to rush it because you might, they, you don't want them to say yes when they really say no, because then things end up with hurt feelings. You want to make sure that also that you kind of, you know, you can um, give them material. Like literally the next thing I have here is read up on material about E&M, ethical sluts, smart girls guide to E&M, thriving in non-monogamy, etc. To understand, um, to like get a base understanding of E&M so you can have the language set up, um, set up the dynamic that works for both of you. Because one person bringing up opening a relationship it has to work for both parties. This is not, all right, I want it to open the work for me. Good luck for you. That's not how partnerships work. And that same material can be passed on to your partner. So that way they can also see what it is that you are seeking or trying to discover. And it also will kind of give them some kind of light as to, oh, I never thought of it this way. Because there are some things in these materials that once you read it and you realize, oh, there are multiple ways that we can do things i only knew of this one way this entire time in my life now that i've read this i can actually have a legit discussion with you into regards to how we may open this relationship up now also work on or update your views on boundaries both establishing your own healthy boundaries and respecting the boundaries of other i recommend the book set boundaries find peace this woman wrote an amazing book in regards to something that we generally 
ignore because life is life in at all times. So we never even really think about setting certain boundaries for anything. There's still someone out here right now. It could be five, two o'clock in the morning. They are looking at their work email, wondering, "Oh, it's oh, what's what's going on in the job? What's happening?" Like they don't have a healthy boundary from their workplace because you're off the clock, and yet you're still worried about what's going on at um at the job that you're not even being paid to worry about at two a.m. So you got to make sure that your views on boundaries are up to date so that way you can properly set your own and you can also understand the boundaries and respect the boundaries of others. Now, I am a proponent of challenging unhealthy boundaries. My best friend hated when I said that, but I I still believe that. Like, if you have an unhealthy boundary, like you go into silent mode and you, you provide the silent treatment, I'm going to challenge that. That's not healthy. That's very toxic. And I would try to see if we can establish a middle ground where we can respect each other's boundaries in that way. Now, I do understand there are some people that do need time to decompress. That is a legitimate boundary. But a situation where I am upset, I am not going to talk to you at all because I'm upset and you're going to have to deal with it. That I That's what I mean by looking to challenge those unhealthy boundaries. They discussed that in that book. I'm telling you, give it a read. You would you would have your eyes just opened up. Now, you must advocate for your desires, especially the person who was brought the idea of opening the relationship. Sometimes there are there will be fear from a person being asked, thinking on the side of not wanting it, but they must be they must, like, you got, blah, sorry about that. <clears throat> Sometimes there will be fear from the person being asked, thinking on the side of not wanting it, that they must, they must do it in order to keep their partner. Or if they do want it, do everything that um, their partner is saying so they can do it too. Both sides would lead, like, whichever decision that ends up either no, you're, Either way, you're doing it because you don't want to lose your partner or you're doing it but not advocating for yourself. They're going to lead to regret and hurt feelings no matter what. So when I'm saying both sides need to advocate for their desires, yes, the person bringing it up, they have a little bit more information. They're a little bit more ready in to like go the um, open route. And the person that is being asked may not be ready. They need, Like I said, you got to give them time to figure out their why's or why not. But the thing is... When it's presented to that person, what will likely happen is, oh, I don't want to do this, but I don't want to lose my partner, so I guess I can try to go along with and see how I feel. That's not good because that is a coin flip, and if it lands on the wrong side, you're going to end up with a dissolved relationship anyways. Or on the other end, okay, you actually are interested, and you actually want to make it happen. But they're giving these different demands and boundaries that you um, don't agree with. And instead of advocating for yourself, you opt to just go ahead and go along with it just for the sake of being open. That's also bad because what if something that they said you do not actually agree with? You actually want to do, for example, no coworkers. That's a rule. And then in your head you're thinking like there's actually this one coworker that I am in intrigued by. 
you have to advocate for yourself. Like, all right, in general, I get that, but there's this this one coworker I feel a good vibe with. We haven't done anything, but I'm just interested to see what that might lead to. So I can agree to um, no coworkers minus this person. Like, you have to make sure you advocate for yourself because if like if you slip up, like if you agree and then you slip up and break it. That is on you because you did not advocate for yourself. So you are in the wrong. And lastly, I have here. All right. So there's so much more. But lastly, I want to say you must be aware of the risk. Asking could end your relationship in the immediate or in the future. Your partner is not your property. So they may leave you behind with no notice or sign of disdain. One thing that typically happens when people quote unquote open their relationship is they neglect to realize that their partner is not their property. They automatically think, oh, this person is going to be here throughout no matter what happens. Without realizing, they might find someone that they vibe and mesh with a lot more. They might find out, nope, I prefer to be monogamous. I'm just going to go ahead and leave. There are so many things that can happen in the in-between. So you have to be aware when you're asking, the relationship might end right then and there. Or, on the other side, the person that says yes, the relationship might end then and there. You say no, relationship might end then and there. Like, no matter how you look at it, a person is free to do what they are, the person is free to do what they want to do. Point blank, period. So you have to be aware of those risks when you ask and when you answer. So, that's pretty much my updated version, like I said, these 13 channels, I kind of picked up some things, I learned some things, and I'm kind of like, I feel like I, I dropped some good things here. Hopefully y'all enjoyed that. I do want to go ahead and take a quick break. I will be back to actually kind of cover something that I picked up listening to a different podcast that wasn't about E&M, but they had an E&M question. So that'll be a fun little quick tidbit, but yeah, one moment, I'll be right back. All right, travelers, welcome back to part two of this episode, the grand re, 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 reopening. And to wrap this up, I did want to go over something that happened. Um, there was a letter, because I've been listening to other podcasts. I get how some people opt to not listen to other podcasts so that way their voice doesn't get skewed. But I'm stubborn as fuck. My voice is going to be my voice. I'm not going to let too many people influence it unless it's literally a situation of like them being right about something. Outside of that, I'm just going to be me the same OG. But I was listening to the read and they had a letter about a relationship opening up. The end issue was that there was an agreement to not date coworkers, which I brought up that example. And the husband texted and kissed a coworker. They didn't have sex. They didn't go on a date. But... He kissed a co-worker and was texting that co-worker in a, I guess, romantic, sexual, intimate way that the wife did not appreciate. And just, it it didn't progress from there. Like I said, they didn't have sex or anything. But it still crossed an established boundary. So, 
and I believe they said this couple was married either five or 15 years. And it was the wife that brought up the idea of opening the relationship to the husband. And that was because she had friends that had an open relationship. She looked into it. She thought, okay, cool. That's what's up. Following that, she brought it to her husband. Her husband, you know, if uh, if uh, after married for 15 years, your wife comes up to you, you're thinking like, is she cheating on me? Did I do something wrong? That's too good to be true. Is this a test? Like, you know, you just, and, or you could just be excited, like, wait, we can go fool around with other people. Like, you know, people will be all antsy and jumpy, especially because this was written by uh, a married black couple. So black people over here, like, trying to, like, dip into these e waters. But they had their discussions. They had their agreement, i.e., no coworkers, and he broke that. So, how I feel is, I feel she has a right, like, well, not that she has a right to be upset. Any human has a right to feel whatever they want to feel, because feelings are everything. But for the purposes of a podcast, I will say that she has a right to be upset as those boundaries are needed for her to feel secure. Like, you don't make boundaries just for the sake of boundaries. I don't put a fence to keep out wild animals just because I do it so I can feel safe wherever I'm living. Now, if he had these thoughts about his coworker, he should have brought it up during negotiations to at least get an exception for her. The person being asked to an open relationship has just as much power in the conversation. It is possible he felt that he could not bring his own thoughts so that she wouldn't change her mind. Because, again, if he came around and was like, oh, hey, all right, I get no coworkers, but I, there's this one person I do want to at least talk to, then the wife might be thinking, oh, wait, you're already cheating on me. Like, there's a plethora of things that can go wrong when trying to advocate for yourself. But if you have a solid foundation, if your communication is strong, and if, honestly, that's it. Strong foundation, 15 years, that should be like a rock. Communication, y'all are talking, y'all are negotiating. You can't be afraid to advocate for yourself, especially with someone that actually loves you. So, again... I'm on her side. It's like, you should have said, all right, can I get an exception for this person? Now, I can get, if I make an exception for one, then I'm going to make an exception for others. But again, y'all love each other. Y'all ain't a corporation. Y'all can make it it whatever y'all want to make it. That's the best part about non-monogamy. It's not no strict bylines and guidelines. The only thing you're strict to is respecting the boundary, uh, protecting your boundaries. That is it. Now, lastly... I believe that both should go to a non-monogamous friendly couples therapist to discuss this. Seems both came in with an excitement but didn't consider the fallout if not done right. Also, reading books that cover E&M would be insightful to them. Going from 15 years together monogamously to opening a relationship cannot be done lightly. New patterns, habits, and behaviors come from dating new people. Before going forward with an open relationship, make sure you check on the foundation of what you have. Because if what you have is rocky, i.e., oh, I'm going to open my relationship so my man will stop cheating on me. That's a rocky foundation. He's cheating on you. It should not be a reason to bring other people into your life. As long as you two love each other, or you three, or you four, because, you know, monogamous people, um, polyamorous people still be dating, finding new people. You have to make sure that you two are solid. You have to make sure that you two are connected. Once you have that, honestly, 
the only hard after you have that the hardest part about opening a relationship is the dating pool because guess what it ain't great <laughs> it wasn't great for monogamous people think about it for polyamorous people that should be the only hard part to non-monogamy but you know some people like to make life harder on themselves for no apparent reason but that's essentially it I wanted to make this a quick episode because it's been a while. I figured let me go ahead and jump in and share these thoughts. Plan on having some more guests in the future. Next couple of episodes, we're going to discuss these red flags and green flags, both in dating and in non-monogamy, or dating a non-monogamous person. We're going to go through certain flags that you need to be aware of because we want to make sure that we are... As l- we have the least amount of stress as possible, so that's the that's the goal. That's the what we're aiming for. After that, I do want to discuss jealousy and envy. I don't want to include. I'll I'll have a compersion episode later. I don't want to throw compersion in there because people think that compersion is the opposite of jealousy when that's not the case. So we're just gonna focus on those emotions. Um, after we discuss some flags. Um, like I say, regularly, I'm going to try to get this more consistent now that I have like my life a little bit more in order. And if you, uh, well, well, no, that's pretty much it. I am good to go. If you want to go ahead and follow, um, you can go follow Hitchhiker's Guide to ENM on Instagram. You can find Hitchhiking to ENM on Twitter. And just go ahead and drop a message, or you can email me at hitchhikersguide to enm at gmail.com with questions, or if you want to go ahead and jump on and kind of discuss your own dynamic, kind of discuss what you're hoping to get. Like, if you're single, what are you looking for? If you had a breakup, what was that like? Um, I like discussing these things. I like learning these things. But all right, travelers, until next time, make sure you look both ways before you cross these EM streets and I will talk to y'all later. Bye.